Good morning and welcome back. I'm Brad Furlan, your host on Vermont Viewpoint here at WDEV. We're having an exciting holiday show. We had Jess O'Brien uh, as my earlier guest and uh, what a beautiful voice and what a beautiful journey she's on. Uh, her soul is coming out with uh, her music and it's very, uh, it's just wonderful. It, you know, to me it says... There's a future there. There, you know, we we can have hope in the future when we have younger musicians uh, feeling life and feeling the hope and feeling the love part. And now I'm so excited to welcome back to the studio from Christmas Eve a year ago, Elizabeth Montrap. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Brad. So great to have you back. We had a blizzard last year when you came, when you came to the studio. Yeah, I remember going over the Duxbury Gap and um, limbs across, you know, this the um, road and wondering how icy it would be. But we made it, and here we are. And here we are again. This will be a tradition that we can do for the next uh, 40 years, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be here today, and I'm just so grateful. It feels like a type of coming home being at WDEV. There's a way that it speaks very deeply for me and the support over the years. So thank you for inviting me back. But I want to also wish everyone that's listening a beautiful day. And, yeah, it's really wonderful to just sit here together. And the music um, is very uplifting at times, especially now. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that before we get into our first song. Um, your D- WDEV history, you, you came in uh, in early part of your career, and did oh, yes. you do some songs on air? And Absolutely. There was a, um, a live one. In Vermont, a show that um, I was invited to several times. And it was just a great way of having the chance to have that moment where I was actually looking at my life as a musician. And that's the role of the radio stations, I think. I, I believe that we acknowledge one another, and that's the only way you can grow a certain way into the public eye into being received and um, when you think of the radio you have to use your imagination a lot more in the sense that in your own mind you have to go go with whoever's speaking whatever the music is and make sense of it and have sort of a symbolic way of relating just through the airwaves and when I was a child, I my aunt came to visit with a small pocket radio. And at the end, it was hers. And she just shared it with us. And at the end, she gave it to me to keep. Wow. And it was the beginning of really relating to radio. Yeah. And allowing the music to speak. And I formulating my own inner landscape of how I enjoyed the music. It's funny you say that because my brother 
um, early Christmas when he was probably eight years old, got one of those little transistor radios, and he's had an earphone in his ear the rest of his life. (laughs) (laughs) The problem, I lost my earphone, the one, and I was so upset. I was maybe seven or eight at the time, so upset that I would lose it, but it was had this little tiny snap on it, of course. Yeah. It didn't snap correctly. Yeah. That's how they sell more radios. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we have a, a song to begin with. Which, if if you want to introduce, yes. and if there's a story um, behind it, and then uh, Danny will play it for us. So this is called Hodie Christus Natus Est, and it would be a song. It's actually a Gregorian chant that would be sung at the beginning of a mass or service um, at Christmas Eve, and. Um, I sing it in English, not in Latin. And when I was working on a certain type of chords that I really enjoyed, I realized those, they're almost like a power chords that fit to this very song and modal um, transition that this melody goes through. And it shifts a little bit in the middle of the song to create this moment. Um, and you'll hear that. So it's a very beautiful way of celebrating Christmas. All right. Well, we will hear it now.
Just beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and there was an acknowledgement with that song, yes. too. Well, you can hear um, Eric Corey's beautiful cello playing. And we performed together for 10 years, and it's just fabulous work that he does. And he's uh, figures into a lot of my recordings, and it's a... It's an extra joy for me to hear his playing. He adds the rhythm, rhythm there, and then the melodious, just, he just improvises at the end in a wonderful way to s- just give a little bit of, it's about the music at the very end. Everybody has their own opinion about the holidays. And in this song, it talks about the angels and all that. I think that, um, the singing, has always been a part of a little bit more of a spiritual aspect of hearing what's beautiful about this world. And that's why I think when they talk about the angels singing, it's really our own hearts also resonating within that context of being able to sing, being able to give voice on a a very melodious and... um, the harmonies, too, and choirs coming together, people making friendships through music. It is so beautiful. And I, where we live in St. Albans, we, uh, we're we somewhat near the lake, and once in a while this westerly sunset will illuminate the clouds in such a way that it actually looks to me like angels. If 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 I have to try to imagine angels, I can see them sort of coming through the sunset, uh, through these glorious clouds. It's just quite remarkable. Well, you have probably beautiful sunsets. We just had a early um, morning glow on the mountains. It was really spectacular this morning. I I, here. <laughs> I I saw driving over uh, Camel's Hump. I was yes. saying to Jess was so spectacular this morning yeah. with with the sun behind it. So we uh last year uh when you were here Elizabeth you uh surprised me with the most thoughtful gift in the world. My daughter and I uh we you and I had talked prior and uh we were you knew that we had sheep and lambs and all of that. And uh, you surprised me with a gift, and it was um, a felted lamb Christmas tree ornament, which yes. was <laughs> absolutely so beautiful. And it is at the top of our tree, and we just love it. Um, it's it's sort of the the head lamb of many. We've now have, we have now you're starting to collect a, a theme, right? yes, yeah. And it's such it's such a joyous thing. So I wanted um, to bring you a little gift today too. And so and you're wanting me to open it, right? Yeah, you can um, you can open it. Uh, the I'll I'll open the card later. That's perfect. That? Yeah. Um, it seems and, to me you want me to open this up. So this on the top, listening. Um, listeners, there's some yarn on the top that goes with the present. But what, um, Elizabeth, this is yarn um, spun from our own sheep to be able to uh, suspend this somewhere. Uh, it's a glass globe. With many colors. Yeah, you have beautiful. so many colors. I thought that it was beautiful. appropriate. And this 
and that yarn is from Mansfield, our our weather ram, and it was spun really? at the Aurora uh, Spinnery. Uh, in here in Vermont, and uh, I thought if you, wow, you, you're really expanding with your a little bit and the wool. Well, my so, father, my father, even after he had a stroke, had a spinning wheel, and the way that he um, was in rehab was to spin, and he spun the most fine thread or yarn. And it was a, a beautiful thing to watch how he was so careful and it was so meticulous. And that's how he sharpened his mind and his skills to re- regenerate his thoughts and uh, to re-enter that healing after the first stroke. It was amazing to watch him. It is amazing. Uh, the spinning is is sort of like a soul art. It, yeah. it almost happens by magic, I think, uh, somehow. Uh, and Elizabeth has brought to me a gift, too, again, which I'm very grateful. And she's asked me to open it, so I'm going to do that. And it is the Christmas song CD. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you have your own copy. You know, the thing is, people don't have CD players anymore. You might have a CD player in your car. But the thing is, that is now uh, symbolic of, you know, work that I did years ago, but it still brings, uh, it still affects my world and hopefully others. People write to me that they're playing this album at Christmas time. But the card is what I want you to open. I do want you to open up the card because you were talking about driving here on the way and it would be Campbell's Hump. That iconic, um, the shape of Campbell's Hump is used so often and I find, even if I'm traveling and I see you to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, today is uh, Solstice Day. It's this, the shortest light day of the year. Um, it's my father's birthday. And I always knew that, even as a child, how short the light is today. Because it was on my father's birthday and... Um, we always felt sorry for him <laughs> when, in fact, still the same time. But we celebrated very early in the evening because it would be so much darker to celebrate his birthday. But the card is a um, moon scene of Camel's Home. It's very beautiful. It's a night scene. It looks like maybe uh, the North Star yes. uh, in in the top of it. and. The moon, which uh, listeners may know, is dear to my heart. I climb Mount Elmore every full moon for the last probably three years. I'm generally up there alone and with my dogs, and it's very serene, and it's very soul-filling for me to do that. And it's people I, – I was told – my daughter told me yesterday that I have so many friends who – worry about me being up on the mountain but i just feel so at home that it's, it's you know it's not a not a problem hmm. uh, so thank we want to thank you for this gift and thank you for this gift oh, it's, um, we've we've started we've started our christmas and i'm so grateful for you and for being here 
want to play a second song. It's one um, that will bring us into sort of the discussion of your dad and happy birthday. Uh, I believe it's uh, Child at Home. Yes, I put some lyrics in your card. Okay. I want to just read something because it it's underneath. It. Oh, yes. So um, this is one song that I wrote one day because I was looking at the view of the farm from where I was living. And it was a day where I decided instead of just looking at it, I would write about it. So you'll hear the lyrics, listeners, dear listeners out there. Um, but there's one that I have, one verse that I've left out that I want to read to you. I faintly see the barn from here. Like gauze, the winter haze forms. And snow and ice sent from above becomes a heavy winter storm. Fields around the farm lie very quiet. Neighbors' borders clearly drawn. Silence echoes. Snowfall thickens. Storm clouds empty out till dawn. Now I had to sort of, recording this song, I had to sort of trim all the verses. That one was left out, but I wanted you to hear it because it fits in with our holiday and New Year's this time of year allow that silent time when the snow comes down let it speak to our hearts because we have a lot to hear within what is within us all right uh danny do we have time for it uh for the break Stone wall, an Indian. Sea. 
This is Brad Furlan, your host on Vermont Viewpoint here on WDEB in Waterbury. We were talking earlier with Jess O'Brien. She's a Vermont singer and songwriter. Uh, we'll get to say we knew her when. Uh, <laughs> yes. she, she's going places. And uh, uh, it was so uh, lovely to have her play her music here. And now uh, Elizabeth Von Trapp uh, is back. She was with me last Christmas Eve. I was so excited that you were around to do this again. And yes. not only do it again, we picked a very special day. And tell us about what the day is. Well, it's, uh, of course, it's winter solstice, but um, my father's birthday. And my father was Werner Von Trapp. And um, musically, he spent most of his life performing and touring and I recently was scanning one of his brochures when he took part in a project down in um, Pennsylvania to build sort of a music um, summer sort of a type of tanglewood but it was um, a community school music school and then summer um, festivals music festivals that um, otherwise my parents always lived in Vermont and um, so today is his birthday so many years of just enjoying today even though I was saying earlier it's the shortest light day of the year but tomorrow the days grow longer again what happened um, before the break was that the song that I wanted people to hear childhood home it sort of cut off actually the part of my father's verses it talks about my mother that you heard my mother's work was never done just changing with a seasoned sun um and these are the two verses that um instead of playing the music i'll just read it to you soft lights from the farmhouse send memories of love to my soul the full moon, like a beacon, shines, brilliantly illuminates my midnight stroll. The dipper eternally pouring across the black velvet dome. Tracks in new snow lead the way to a well-worn path that brings me back home. Halfway up the steps I hear familiar musical ease. Harmonium keys thoughtfully played divinely inspired melodies. There... Through the window I saw him, bent over his music all alone. All time stood still, I stood in awe. 
until my father played the final tones. And on the recording, actually, he's playing. I brought him into the studio, and he played just, I say, say play something in A minor. And he did, and he loved it, because he had the earphones, he could hear what he was playing. And as the sound technician was getting everything ready, he played for about a half an hour. Okay, the sound was perfect. My father said, well, I'm done now. <laughs> so we had to have a coffee break, and then he went back, and he played just the first maybe three minutes. That was it, and we captured it. And I drove him home, and I realized that having him a part of my world was just as important as I being a part of his world. And these are moments that we don't really understand until later on. And I think that's what the holidays are about, stepping into one another's worlds and acknowledging one another in a whole new way and taking time for that. And you were a farm family, right? <laughs> yes, it, very you, much. Your so. dad was a farmer um, and a musician. Uh, so was that early rise for him and was this was this dairy with with dairy farm holsteins or jerseys jersey cows, jersey so yes. the high butter fat content exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and was he hand milking in the beginning or no they had machines yeah. yeah yeah but it was early morning rising and then late till the evening uh hard work but um that's how my parents wished to live their life and to raise their family I have four um, brothers and a sister. So, and there were always guests that were staying or visiting or um, living with us and helping out. And it was a very beautiful environment to grow up in. And your father, obviously, music was part of his background. And he, you know, I, I love. We talk on the show a lot with my guests about um, things that we take forward and things that we leave behind. But the, the music was something he gifted to all of you, at least to you, and uh, you took it forward. He took it forward in his own life that um, they toured and performed for 20 years, over 3,000 um, concerts and um, or more. I mean, they always had these impromptu times where they sang together and performed for people and groups of people. Um, but uh, theaters and legitimate concerts, that's a, quite a, a lot of touring and traveling, 32 countries. Um, this is what I was born into, and they had just um, disbanded a year before my brother was born um my youngest brother and so they my father had basically retired from touring but that music was always in him and especially at christmas time is when he would take the guitar the family guitar and it was a beautiful um austrian guitar that my mother brought over um from her grandfather and it was a beautiful tone to it my father would tune it up and start playing different um, Christmas carols that he loved. And you could see visibly how he changed into the joy of the musical moment. And that had been nurtured for so many years in his life that, of course, you just can't give that up. And we felt it. We loved it. We loved singing with him. My father was a very private man, but I noticed 
He loved the moment of sharing in the privacy of his home with his family. The joy of his music was just as palatable as it would be when he stood on stage. And it was really interesting as a child to see this change over. And that really deep love that he had for the singing was, I, I guess I captured that. Was he uh, here? He he's now in a farmhouse living room stage, <laughs> yes. and, and and that was your normal, right? It was normal, but instead of reading uh, bedtime stories, we would sing with him, yeah. and we learned all sorts of songs from him, and it was our time, a real joyous time with him. And then he would uh, all of a sudden grow quiet, hang guitar back on the wall and say good night <laughs> and these were those precious moments where he opened up that part of himself uh and i we saw him singing with the um, other family members trap family singers in the privacy of their home in stowe so we were very very uh tuned in with that and excuse the pun pun yeah, but yeah. <laughs> tuned in. <laughs> but we're it here all week. <laughs> so, uh, but there was not a pretentious uh, atmosphere in your living room. This was no, 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 no. family. This no, was he, just... he was so uh, he was so sincere. Uh, he was a very soulful person, very calm, calming um, presence, and. Uh, humble but when he started singing that whole part of him just came alive and i think what happened was we just got so energized by it and we just joined in and he would smile and that would be the thing we would make him smile Mm. and got his attention in that sense or we shared with him and we could bring a smile to his face because we were singing with him so uh, we talked about how the holidays can be hard um, because of loss. Yes. Um, sometimes I, I remember seeing a black and white photo of my great grandmother and my grandmother and my mother and my siblings and my grandfathers all together. And in that moment, we think that's forever, but it isn't. Um, so with with your dad, what... What did you learn about him after he passed over the years? Did did you have reflections that you grew to know him more in, in different ways? Actually, yes. I think um, a lot of things happen when people pass away. I think that we become closer to memories that we have. Um, I wrote out some. One thing I learned from my father was to be playful about my work, my music, and my creativity. And I've come to understand that play and joy, being joyful to begin with, is a key ingredient in designing, in writing, in composing music. It it, it comes from a place that's more soul-infused, uh, I think, it brings the heart and the intellect all together. The soul, the heart, and the intellect. But play can also be serious work in the sense that playfulness is a place within our creative mind and imagination. Um, another thing I learned from my father is to have faith 
in the God that you find who, how you believe. And he did not impose on me to believe a certain, uh, in a certain God. He wanted me to be, to discover my own spirituality. And we don't know it all at once. We grow in it. He was very philosophical about life. He had a very deep soul and always asked questions about life. He loved to learn more, not just to rely on safe and what had worked before. It doesn't always apply to the next situation. But our minds and our hearts and our intellect is so designed to be able to discern and grow into knowing what to do. And I think some people aren't encouraged. We're talking with Elizabeth Von Trapp, uh, Reflections on Her Dad. We're going to uh, continue that. I do want to go to the phone lines. Uh, begin. We have Cindy from Faiston. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Ah, good morning. Hello. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, good morning. I used to live near you up on Palmer Hill, and... Uh, I remember at one time at Christmas time, you invited us up to your your parents' house when they had moved from the farmhouse just to a house nearby. Yes. And we were all sitting around, um, and you had your guitar, and you were singing, and your mother had fresh figs, which I <laughs> never wow. had had before. <laughs> and we were all in this living room, and I remember I was sitting on the floor, and you um, had a different version of um, Silent Night, I think it was. You sang it differently. Oh, yeah, it was in a sort of an Israeli style, um, melody. That's yes, and I thought that was so fascinating. And there was, we're, we're all very close to sitting in there, and um, and you played, I think you played that version, um, and that was so nice. Um, and also another thing about your father is he had that huge loom downstairs. Oh, yes, because he was a weaver. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he wove a rug for my first son, Oliver, oh. and... Um, out of, uh, I'm not sure what he used. Just it was beautiful, and he had that big old loom, and he was he wove it for me, and I was so honored oh, <laughs> to have that. Yes. And um, so I had, those are I have many memories taking walks with you and. Yes. Um, and yeah, so we lived near. We lived nearby. I remember sledding on New Year's. <laughs> well, so, yeah, had to go down the hill from your house and then up the hill to mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was um, so thoughtful of you to call this morning. Yes. Yeah, well, thank thoughtful. you, Elizabeth. It's a, I'm so glad for you, what you've been doing and the way you've moved on. Thank I, you. Yeah. appreciate you saying that, and I wish you and your family beautiful holidays and Christmas time and New Year's. Thank you. Same yeah. to you. Thank you for the call, Cindy. Uh, and we're going to go right back to the phone lines uh, with Forbes in Corinth. Welcome, Forbes. Hi, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? Morning. A lot of history here. Uh, this question may be um, um, before, before her time, but uh, did the family ever have any interactions uh, or contacts with other Austrian families in New England? Um, I grew up in North Conway yes. with uh, Arnold Schneider and yes. Otto Stram and yes. many of the people in the ski industry. Yes. But they had a great impact yes, they uh, did. here in New England. 
Well, I had the beautiful experience of meeting um, his son and um, being a part of the Tenth Mountain reunions that they'd have at the top of Mount Washington. And I often brought my father. I begged him to come. And that's how I, it was Herbert Schneider, and um, they connected, and it was really beautiful to watch how some of these friendships that had started out back in the 40s were still so strong. And this connection with the Austrian families is something that I took to heart, and um, a very beautiful way of celebrating to move on and to make a new world. That's, that's, that's great. And uh, what a great uh, contribution uh, to this part of the country um, all your families have made. Thank oh, you. That's very kind of you. And I thank you for those words. Thank you for thank the call, Forbes. The we, call. we appreciate you listening and uh, joining us today. Thank you. Uh, I want to go uh, to my producer, Danny. We're going to play a little bit of a, a song that I've said to Elizabeth that I just love. It fills my soul. It's called Peace, Perfect Peace. And we won't play the whole thing because we're going to run out of time, but I want to play a little bit now. For perfect peace. Uh, it's it, part of our theme, Elizabeth. Today, uh, it's there's a world out there that 
has, uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world, but we're, we're both advocates for hope and for love. And, and the ambience of that song is just so lovely. So thank you for that. It's a beautiful hymn by Orlando Gibbons. It was my father's favorite hymn, and he would play it on his harmonium which I've inherited and is in my home now, but he would play it every night. He played that very hymn before he would retire for the evening. And it was, uh, he would take the hymn the way Orlando Gibbons um, orchestrated it or composed it, and then he would improvise and come back around so that in my mind, when I heard, would visit my parents and I could hear him play that, because I would always stay longer and visit with my mother after my father would retire for the evening, I realized he was taking that hymn further than the original, just the melody. And he was taking it into his mind and thinking before, uh, before sleep to be peaceful. And... When I did the recording, I took different verse lines from different hymns, almost like a quilt, and pulled out a line from here and a line from another hymn to create this message of peace. And it's to be merciful or to be kind, kind-hearted, compassion or empathy. That's where peace comes from. Wonderful words. We're we're going to need to say goodbye to each other, and we're going to have Danny uh, play us out with a uh, spirited Christmas song at the end. But I want to thank you so much for being with me today and sharing uh, a message of hope and love with our listeners. Thank you for having me on your show again. It's it's a real Christmas gift for me. Thank you. Great. Uh, so last song is Ding Dong, Merrily on High. This is Brad Furlan, Vermont Viewpoint, Elizabeth Von Trapp. We hope you have happy holidays. Happy holidays. Ding Dong, Merrily on High. The Christmas bell.